0: what's going on guys welcome back to another episode of the extra crispy podcast it's your boy troy douglas we in it baby i know it's been a minute since i've uh came out with an episode i had some eventful times in my life of recently um obviously i got engaged and uh you know that's a milestone in a man's life you know if you're into that kind of thing some guys i'm sure want to be playing for lives so where's their wife probably in rehab stuck on the pipe you guys know that too short song uh and then other you know other people like myself you know you always kind of thought of yourself being more of a of a family man even when you was in these streets you know what i'm saying um yeah so i got engaged uh i proposed to my girl Five years at disney world uh and then also what happened since the last episode, you know, I mean, we recorded podcasts with my cousin and Chris while I was out there in Florida but uh some 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 odd technical issues happened for me over there. um I released them, didn't put so much promotion behind it because of the technical issues that I had um but that's not the hero there, you know, so I went to Florida mission accomplished. I mean, my mission was to to get engaged, you know, to propose to my girl at Disney World you, and, and and create memories with my family and my kids. Um, And then after that, shortly after that, coming back to California, I get my car stolen right out of my driveway. It's not like I parked in a strange neighborhood. I mean, my neighborhood's kind of strange already, but foreign to me, this is where I live, for years, but, you know, someone jacked me, they jacked me, bruh, stole my car, and, uh, pretty much what happened was, you know, I parked in my parking spot, per usual, came home, um, and I don't know, somebody Slim Jim, my, uh, my mother's car, and um, she had my spare key in there, you know, uh, because the way our our, our driveway set up is, you know, sometimes I park behind her. Sometimes she parks behind me. So, you know, when the times that I'm parked behind her, she wants to move the car. She could just move it with my spare key. Right. Uh, so she had my spare key in the car and then my brother's spare key was also attached to my spare key because we're always fucking shuffling cars around in this family and uh somebody slim jimmed her car they broke into it they saw my spare key they took it with my brother's um but my brother's car was is was not around um i think they quickly identified what car was to that key you know obviously by looking at the brand of the key and looking for that car that's around and um it was just a great opportunity for the thieves because at the same time, my mom wasn't parked behind me. So they couldn't steal her car because they didn't have the keys to her car, but they broke into her car, got my keys by luck. Luckily for them, my mom wasn't parked behind me and they were able to steal my car right up under my nose. Son of a bitch. (laughs) And, um, I mean, about three days later, the police found it on, uh, beach and ball which is a kind of a crackheading area a lot of motels over there a lot of a lot of riffraff and you know they called me the police called me they told me to you know come pick it up and and, and and to be honest I was so ecstatic I didn't even verify this officer's credentials this could have been the same people that stole my car and now they're just trying to finish the job like hey let's let's get this guy to come through whack him or fucking steal what he got on him my goddamn iPhone probably cost more than my car anyways. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, And, yeah, so I go there. You know, I get there lickety-split. Um, Me and my girl, we took my brother's car because, obviously, he didn't have my car because they stole my car. And, you know, I went there to the motel. There was a bunch of crackheads all around the place. And, you know, there was just uh, one squad car and uh, two police officers. And so immediately I I noticed that these people took off my license plates from my car. And so I go up to the police officer and he's just pretty much saying, okay, so what do you think happened to me? I tell him my story. And he goes, okay, well, we already confirmed that, you know, you're the person that put in the police report for a stolen car. Here's your key. They have my spare key. And that was it. And I was you know, obviously going to ask them questions. And I said, well, did you guys catch the guy? The officer said it's under investigation. Okay. So then I said, well, how'd you get my spare key? He said, there was a lot of investigation work. So pretty much what I took it from it was get your car and get your ass out of here. But we start investigating your ass, you know? So I hopped in my car, you know? And I was I was still upset. I was still pretty upset because, you know, they took off my license plate. You know, these motherfuckers been driving around in my car for a few days. You know, I was still kind of pissed. And my car reeked of cigarettes, you know. But it kind of reminded me of my grandma. Because my grandma really liked to smoke cigarettes. So, I don't know. I kind of had this sudden feeling of comfort after that and I, and I, and, I, and I put things into perspective that at least I got my car back right, so anyways, after that, oh even before that, um you know, I got the coronavirus about I don't know a month and a half ago, and it didn't really kick my ass, um, I lost my taste buds, couldn't smell couldn't taste shit, you know, which is cool, you know, because me and my girl ain't the greatest cooks anyway, so <laughs> everything we make is either burnt or don't have enough seasoning, so not being able to taste our shit was fine with that, but it was just weird, you know, not being able to smell, not being able to taste, it killed my energy, I had no energy, Um, yeah, that happened before I got my car stolen, but you know, and I feel like, I don't know, like it still kind of affects me today. I can't wake up as early as I like to. And I, as early as I was before that, you know, I used to try to get up at least four thirty AM, maybe two, three times a week and try to get up no later than seven, you know what I'm saying? But now it's like, I'm getting up at nine o'clock every day and shit. And I'm like, fuck man. Like I got things I need to do early, early in the morning, before my kids wake up, you know, because once my kids wake up, you know, they're all about daddy, especially my oldest, you know, he's three years old, well, other ones, seven months, you know, he's more all about his mom, because he got them titties, you know what I'm saying, and babies like them titties, you know, but my, my, my son, the oldest one, he just wants to play, man, he wants to play with his dad a lot, so the moment he's up, man, I get no focus time, honestly, I got a lot of things I need to do, you know, so I really do need to step my game up, stop making excuses for myself, and start waking up early as fuck, you know, if you want to be the guy that you expect to be, you got to put in the work, everybody knows that, easier said than done, uh, and yeah, just been doing, been doing a lot of stand-up, you know, Um, trying not to leave too many days in between doing stand-up, you know, because stand-up's a muscle that you have to keep working at, you know, kind of like shooting and basketball, you got to get repetition, you know, you got to get your shots up, that's how I see it for stand-up, I got to get my shots up, I got to do my mics, got to get on stage, you know, so then you can become the creme de la and make that money, you know, uh, although it's not all about money, I guess it's more about the release, the creative expression, but you cannot really fully dedicate to something, I believe, until your financial burdens are taken care of because that way you don't have to worry about paying your mortgage or rent, you know, well, not that you don't have to worry about it, but your craft is also paying that so you can spend more time on your craft, you know? I'm sure when professional athletes get to the professional level, if they have their heads on straight, they become even greater of an athlete than they ever could have. While being in school and focusing on school also. And, you know, obviously if they had to work a, a regular job for some reason in college, maybe if they didn't get a full scholarship. Anyways, you guys know what I mean. I carry that analogy too long. But y'all feel me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. when I mean, They stole my car, man. They stole all my stuff in there, you know, like when I got my car back, it was completely cleaned out. You know, I had my basketball shoes in there. My son had some toys in there like, you know, and toys ain't cheap nowadays. I remember when I used to go to the toy store, I target $5. I keep myself a pretty decent toy. I ain't shit for $5 no more in the damn target toy section. Everything's fourteen dollars. <laughs> Everything's twelve, fourteen dollars, you know. And uh, honestly my son's toy that he had was even more expensive than that. It was like an it was like a Gravedigger R C car, you know. It's like a monster truck. That you could drive. We only got to use it one time too. One time. We got to take it to the beach and drive it around, you know. Uh I've been, um, also, I've been also just, uh, thinking about how to spend time with friends, you know, not a lot of time with friends, but how to just fit friends into your schedule. Not that I try to force it, but, you know. I feel like naturally creating a family and pursuing a career, you lose time for friends, you know. But I also have the understanding of that people want to hang out with you. You know, they want to spend time with you. Uh, And, you know, what I learned, too, is that when you don't have a family and you kind of have all your own time to yourself, to, to delegate who and when you can hang out with people. Y- you don't really care if you hang out with friends that are positive or negative, you know? But now that my time has became more crucial, more, more priceless, uh, or now I recognize how priceless time is, you know, I I, I still consider these people friends, but anybody giving me negativity, I just, I really, it's like almost feels like a waste of my time to deal with the negative. And I shouldn't think of that like that because negative or positive energy, there's still lessons to be learned, you know? And you never know what God has in store for you, you never know what going through You never know what's on the other side of going through something. Maybe it's more blessings than you ever could conceive, you know? More blessings than you ever could imagine. But you're going through a moment of stress and, you know, a period of trial and you can't even, it's hard to keep your mind even thinking about that there's some type of purpose to this, you know. But that's what faith is, right? You've got to have faith. Got to have faith in Jesus. Turns into a sermon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I just want. I don't know. I just want to enjoy my family, man. And I just want to succeed in my career. You know, I want to have success. What is success? People say. Obviously, it's uh, objective. A subjective, objective. I don't know. Obviously, it's based on your own opinion. But for sex, success for me would just be to continue to grow psychologically and make a living from my brand, from my own brand, being my own boss, you know? Being able to provide for my family with that, you know, path. Of being my own boss, you know, entertaining, performing, creating the brand, creating products, selling content, products, content, you know, that kind of stuff like that. But every, every, all of it though, either being conductive solely by myself or in collaborations with other like-minded individuals, you know, that would be success for me. To be able to turn that into a, a living, into financial security, and also having a healthy relationship with my children and my family. You know, I feel like you can't really have success if you don't have a healthy relationship, especially with your children. Because At the end of the day, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, when I'm gone. Who is there to remember me? My children, you know, who is there to carry my traditions, to carry my teachings, my children and to their children and to their children. You got to be there for your children, man, because when you're not there for your children, that's when your children like if you're an absent dad, that's when your children talk negatively about you, or the story of your life has a a narrative that isn't so honorable, and they tell that to their children, you know, you know, oh, I didn't have my father around, you know, son, but you know that's why I try so much for you because I really feel like it messed me up, and blah blah blah, you know people don't understand like babies grow up to be adults, and one day you will be gone, and they're gonna tell their your legacy to their children and then so on and so forth, especially in today's today's age because we can record so much the iPhone can record so much, smartphones can record so much videos audios. You know, so I don't have video of my great grandfather or my grandfather, you know. I don't even know if I have really videos of my dad like that. Because it took more to do it. Now, there's going to be so many, you know, how many videos there is of me? <laughs> you know how many videos there is of my kids already? You know, and they haven't even lived a, a fraction of their life. So that's why we got to be conscious, man, conscious of what we put out here cool to be silly for sure you don't want to take yourself too seriously but at the same time you got to take yourself serious and I got a little indigestion too doing this damn podcast had two cups of coffee normally I try to stick to one that's why I'm drinking this yeah and uh what was it? I guess it was uh, recently um national women's day you know it's crazy because the years of oppression in in our in our current history or throughout history has created us to have to make special holidays for Minorities and oppressed people, women, black people, Asian people, Hispanic people, you know, but it's just like if the powers that be never oppressed nobody in America, we wouldn't have to have all these damn different holidays or this day and that day. It's like, how the heck did they create the. The Constitution and say all men are created equally. And only meant that for white men. (laughs) What the fuck? If you're gonna say all men created equally, like, come on, come on. Like, was that just like an like a like a like they were they just trying to be like funny or (laughs) were they just it's like an oxymoron at the time, right? All men are created equally, but we have slaves. (laughs) Uh, They should just put all Aryan or white men. And then I could see where they were going, you know. But, I don't know, maybe something was misconstrued, you know. Maybe, Maybe there was politicians in that cabinet at the time who created the Constitution who really didn't sincerely mean that. But they couldn't be the majority Cause if they were the majority, it wouldn't have been another hundred and what was eighteen sixty hundred less than a hundred years of s- slavery after the constitution, but obviously over a hundred years of oppression i mean if you really think about it as far as uh opportunities go they really didn't start giving opportunities to minority especially black people i would say until probably and and i'm still still not at the same level right now but it's still but it's definitely better than before like these these years but which is something that you probably shouldn't be i don't know it's like it's like compromise you know it's like why are we compromising right but you know late 70s 80s you know even then it's like not the level that they give to um our Caucasian brothers, you know, which is okay, you know, I mean, the thing is like, whatever you're doing, you just gotta, you gotta keep going, can't give up hope, you know, that's why the love of money ain't everything, the love of money is not everything, because money, well, actually, well, money does make a difference in your life, because you could help more people if you have more money, but anyways, we're going on too serious of a topic. I don't want to bore you guys with some BS. Well, it's not BS, but I don't know. Shit, I'm just rambling. Two cups of coffee, man. Got me going. Plus, I got indigestion from it. Damn it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I'm doing the keto diet. I'm doing the keto diet right now. Um, I'm, I'm about uh, 12 days with having 50 grams or less carbs. Now, let me tell you, having less than 50 grams of carbs a day, my first few days, oh, my God, had me fucking sick. The keto diet had me sick the first few days. I'm telling you, I had no energy. I couldn't do comedy. I couldn't work out. I couldn't even smash. I had no energy, no weight in my back pocket. You feel me? Um... But about day seven, I felt better. I felt I felt way better. I felt like I got more energy than I even had before. I went and played basketball. I was blocking shots like the Kembe Matumbo. I was like the I was like the six foot Kembe Matumbo. You know what I'm saying? And I hadn't. I had honestly, I hadn't been able to block people's shots like that in a long time. So I don't know if it's the keto. I don't know. I mean, I've been doing some stretching. I Don't know if it was that but I'll turn the clock back on my body. You feel me? Um, cause I'm just trying to lean out now. You know, I've been I've been bulking for a minute. Because bulking is, is fun, you know? It's pretty much just being lazy with a diet, eating whatever the fuck you want. I mean, working out, you have to work out, but eating whatever the fuck you want. I mean, you could clean bulk, but I was doing it the dirty way. I was dirty bulking. I was dirty bulking. You could clean bulk. I was dirty bulking, all right? I was eating whatever—Krispy Kremes, cheeseburgers, anything and everything. I didn't give a damn, all right. Uh, and now that I'm cutting, I'm paying for that dirty bulk. And the, and the fucked up thing too is like I would eat so much, I was killing my stomach, dude. I was bloated every day going to bed. I was eating so damn much bullshit. Um, and I'm so I'm kind of happy that I'm cutting because that dirty bulk, boy. That had me feeling like shit, <laughs> I was ridiculous, um dirty bulk uh I don't even know, man, like is bulk does bulking even work, you know, or am I just gaining fat? you know, is it helping me build muscle? You know what I'm saying? I don't know probably. But uh, I'm going to wrap this up in a second. I just wanted to get an episode out there. Touch bases with my community, the Crispy Critters. We back, baby. I'm coming back on schedule. I'm coming back 2021 harder than ever, all right? My 2021 started in fucking March, all right? And it started in January. It wasn't a New Year's for me in January. My shit was on pause, nigga. But now I'm coming back March 2021. This is, this is the start for me. So I'm going hard. My new year's resolutions start this month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to be posting more, doing more skits, doing more podcasts and shit. We're coming back. You know, I never I never left stand-up. Still doing my mics. So that one day I can give you guys a masterpiece. One day. Um, I'm Trying to think of anything. Significant happened. I didn't do too much research before I started this podcast. I just got a moment of free time, so I said, "Let me do this." Uh. Well, obviously the president's changed. I have my neighbor was like giving me like the speech about Trump and like how he's gonna be coming back, and I'm like, "Bitch, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Don't tell me. What makes you think that a 28 year old?" half black, half Mexican gives a fuck about Donald Trump coming back. Like, was she trying to trigger me? Cause I don't get triggered. Not on some shit like that. Not on politics, you know, or was she sincerely thinking that I was a Trump supporter too? That's why I get, oh my God, this lady would keep talking, dude. Kept talking, bruh. She got about four or five teeth left in her mouth and she was smoking a cigarette. Just telling me, telling me, I mean, she's a, she's a decent lady, you know? I mean, she, she you know she's nice at times but i'm just like yeah, goddamn. listen i don't give a fuck i ain't trying to talk politics unless we talking about reparations for niggas all right then you can holler at me um oh yeah uh i had a mic a homeless dude assaulted a comedian That was kind of kind of kind of crazy you know It was a tall homeless dude too. I mean, he was pretty lean. He was like six, four and just sucker punched a comedian. But I guess there was like five comedians out there who wanted to jump on the homeless dude, but he smelled like shit. So instead everybody just backed away. (laughs) I'd be so pissed if I got sucker punched by a fucking homeless guy that smelled like shit. I'd be pissed. I would have washed my face immediately. I'd be so man, God dang suck. Getting sucker punched sucks. Getting touched by a homeless guy who stinks. Big time sucks. So not only did you get touched, you got sucker punched. I'd be pissed the fuck off. I probably would have fired on him. I probably would have started fighting him. I I don't know if I would have backed away. I would that's how pissed I would have been. And I think I have pretty good self control when it comes to anger. Unless it's with my kids or my girl. Cause they test my patience. <laughs> uh it, um Yeah. So that, that happened. Oh, and when I got my car back from it getting stolen, when I got my car back, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have my license plates. So I, I drove around for a day or so before I got my license plates. Um, and I drove to LA downtown, or like Hollywood area. And on my way back home, the police pulled me over and I was like, I was like, please don't tell me they're going to draw their guns, <laughs> you know, because I didn't have my license plate. I was probably thinking that they probably thought this was a stolen car. I mean, it was a stolen car, but, you know, obviously it was my car. I was like, please don't have your guns drawn, you know. And they came up to my car, and honestly, it was it was a black cop and a Mexican cop, and they were, like, the same age as me, so they were kind of chill. Yeah, I told them my story. They probably didn't really believe me, but I had so much detail in my story. They were probably like, why the fuck is this guy talking so much? <laughs> and uh they checked it out bada bing bada boom they let me go gave me like a warning a warning ticket just so that if i got pulled over again i'd have some paperwork saying that about the situation like i don't see why the cop when he found my car didn't give me that shit so i wouldn't have to go through this but whatever and yeah man it cost me money too to to get my car back to back back to par um Having to pay for my license plates, that was over a hundred dollars. I got my car detailed because it smelled like shit. That was like two hundred dollars. Over overcharged my ass for sure. They didn't even do that great of a job. Um, and you know, obviously my shit got stolen, car seats, strollers, shoes, all that kind of stuff like that. Cost me that. I mean, probably like at least seven hundred bucks. And you know what's funny is that uh I got served uh a victim's like I don't know reports letter or some shit like that from the from, from the district attorney's office or some shit like that. I guess they caught the guy and and they tell me and they put on there the guy's name and I, I, part of me wanted to look him up on Instagram, you know, or Facebook. And I'm like, I wonder if he has one, you know? I want to see this guy's face. I want to know who fucking set me back financially a little bit that son of a gun. I mean, I forgive the man, you know, physically. Me and my family are good. You know, he didn't harm us in that kind of way. But just sometimes I just wonder, like, the audacity of people to steal somebody's car with car seats, knowing that I have children, small children. But that's the world for you. There's a lot of snakes and fakes. A lot of creeps. And a lot of sheep. Bah. No, just kidding. Um. So just stay, stay aware, stay safe. Kiss your family. Love them. Hug them. Do the best you can out here. Because it ain't easy, man. Life ain't easy. The older I get, the more I see it the more I appreciate each day that I'm breathing. So guys, Extra Crispy Podcast, we back on it. Troy Douglas, all my crispy critters, I love you. We out.